0: My name is George Mann, author of Star Wars Myths and Fables, and you're listening to The Living Force
1: Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini production. Tell the Great Disturbance in the Force. Episode 46, The Utini Reading Order. That's not how the Force works. On this episode, we get a terrarium update. I
2: feel the Force.
1: An online etiquette refresher. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. And the official Utini five-step reading plan. Strong am I with the Force.
0: And now, here are your
2: hosts.
3: Poki okay, religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blast, at sidekick. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Dr. Charles Hankel. Utini, <laughs> Guys, I started playing Final Fantasy XV today, because it's on Game Pass for free.
0: Did you play the uh-huh. first 14 first? No! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was no like, I get on. it, right.
3: right? They got spiky hair and big gun swords. And the first yeah. 10 minutes of the game, we just pushing a car down the freeway. <laughs>
2: what? That
3: was it. What? It was pushing a car. It ran out of gas.
2: I've never played a Final Fantasy. Me neither. Nothing. Imagine I my fantasy. surprise.
3: Hmm. Carol Jax, what's up? Welcome. Nice.
0: Oh, man, you guys uh, want to hear something crazy? One absolutely one of my childhood best friends just won a bush beer themed mustang from yeah it was like it was like a sweepstakes (laughs) for daytona and he's a big like nascar fan and so he just entered that junk and he sent me the screenshot of the email and the picture of the car and he won holy crap that's like like but the full thing is like a skin that looks like a bush beer can is it the, I don't know if is you guys will really.
1: One? No, it's okay. like, it's
0: the, you see it?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> he won that. And I and so I immediately, I was like, you're selling that, right? And he was like, nope. <laughs> He's going to
2: drive it. It's so funny. So I work in Bristol. The Bristol Motor Speedway is here. I've always wanted to go to a NASCAR race. I might have to go. It's really expensive, though. Is yeah, it? it seems it. Yeah, it's really expensive. Tickets are like $200-$300 like a piece, I think, or maybe less than that, $150, but they're expensive man. still. Man, everybody says going live is a completely different experience than like just watching it on TV, because you're like, wow, these cars are actually going really fast, and they're really loud, and man, there's a lot of drunk people yeah. here. <laughs> we know what else, else is in.
3: fast and loud and has a lot of really drunk people. Episode 46 of the Living Forest Podcast. Uh, everybody, welcome to Welcome, one and all. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and with me, as always, or recently, are both of the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Hello. Hello, hello. And Dr. Charles Henkel. Hey, buddy.
0: What is going on?
3: Oh, and our man behind the keys, our man in the chair all the way back from Texas is Wes, in his new desk configuration. Hey, bud. Hey, y'all. All right. How is everyone doing? How's everyone's Monday going?
2: Mondays suck, Eric.
3: Yes, they do. We've had long ones, I think, all around. Did, did Charles have the least long Monday for the first time in ever?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a decent day. There was only 27 admissions by noon for the oh newborn God. service. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. And oh, then, my God. Uh, and then, but then I had three no-shows in my afternoon clinic. But then I had to send someone to the emergency room, so it's a you know it's an up and down, it's a roller coaster of a Monday. But we're here now, so it's a high. We
3: we are here now. I uh, I tried to crash an audition today that had over seventy eight people try to go before me before ten a.m. and it was uh, a roller coaster of craziness. But we are here to talk about one thing and one thing only, Corey. How are your terrariums? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, the terrariums are catching on. Jared posted in our Discord earlier that him and his daughter built one uh, tonight, which is fantastic. No I'm so glad my hobbies are rubbing off on people. My terrariums are good. You want to see them? They're over here on my desk. At least I just got one over here. Ta-da, there's my terrarium. Amazing. That one plant is looking a little yellow, though, but, you know, it's going to do good. It's going to do good. It's very pretty. Well, I'm
3: glad that Terrarium Talk is taking over the UTini Discord. If you, are valiant listeners, have terrariums, Feel free to jump into Cantina Talk at the Udini Discord because apparently that is the place to go for pictures of our pets and pictures of our plants.
2: <laughs> plants uh, and
3: pets. couple other things oh. this week that have been going on, my friends. Uh, Meg Dowell, one of our amazing content creators, and myself were over on Friends of the Force, a podcast we dearly love, hosted by our friend Brad. This past week, uh, or I guess last week at this point, Meg and I talked all about Project Luminous with Brad and had a great time, so we want to give a quick shout-out over to that show if you can't get quite enough of my voice only on here. And on that note, we know that a lot of you guys don't only listen to our podcast. It's okay. We forgive you. We'll make it through this. Um, But you probably have a lot of awesome Star Wars podcasts on your feed, and what we want to know is who would you like us to try to get on this show, or whose shows would you like us to try to guest on? The Star Wars podcast community is huge, it is friendly, it is loving— and we would love to get more voices on this show to make your lives better. So, either on Twitter, at Living Force Pod, you can tell us who you want to get on the show. Tag them if you want to start that conversation for us. Jump into our com slash Discord channels. Tell us who you want. And maybe we can get them on the show. Because, guys, I love you, but I, I need to spice it up right now. It's not getting spice. stale, but you know what I mean? <sighs> I, need, I need some fun. I need some flavor. Uh yeah. I'd love.
2: Through- <clears throat> I would. I would love to have some more folks on the show. I mean, we had a. We went through a spell there. We had a lot of a lot of different folks on the show, we and did. we were on a bunch of different shows. And you know, Rise of Skywalker took off, and everybody kind of comes back to their homes, right? Like a turtle, they got to get back in their shell and talk about the wars. But you know, now we're in this sort of dry spell, and um, might be a good time to sort of reach out. So if you got some, if you guys got podcasts you really like and listen to, and uh, want us to try to get hooked up with, you know. Maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't, but we can at least shoot an email, so let us know.
3: Yeah, we'll try it. We've got Juliana over in the chat saying, uh, get Force Center. Awesome. We'll give them a shot. I know you've been talking about them in Discord as well. would love to get anything we can.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, a couple podcast updates for you fine folks. we got a new patron this week, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl jumped into our Discord and jumped onto our Patreon, came over from that Friends of the Force show, so we wanted to say hey. We've loved chatting with you so far on our channels. Uh, we hope you feel welcome in our community. And then my buddy Chris Richmond upgraded to the Inquisitorious chan- uh, level in our Patreon. So he's going to get all the lovely benefits from the first two tiers as well as access to the exclusive Aftermath show, which we have been way too busy and tired to do lately, but tonight it's going down. So if you are in our Inquisitorious level, you're watching live on Monday night, stick around after the show. We're going to hang for a bit. It's going to be unrecorded, unscripted, and really cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did not know where you were I didn't have a third one. I don't know.
3: (laughs) But but on that note, uh, with our new patrons, thank you so much. Again, it means the world that you guys are giving money to us to do this thing. We hope you like the content we're putting out. And at this point, we only have $17 left until we hit the Lost Stars Roundtable Patreon goal.
2: Hurry up. I want to read that book. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah, Corey's asked to read it, and we have to burn every copy he touches until we get that. It's it's horrible. I don't feel good about it. Yeah. But I don't make the yeah. rules, y'all.
2: We're close. Last time we said this, we were close to um, Queen's Shadow, and it happened in like two days. So if that happened again, that'd be amazing. It was One not- for the money, because the closer we get to big stuff, the more we can actually afford to do things like Celebration. And two for uh, the show. Two. Two for the show, because <laughs> I'm really, really excited to, to, to read Lost Stars again, because it's been a long time since I've read that. So it gives us an excuse to... You kinda of take aside from all the all the news and the happening and force us to kind of sit down and, and revisit a book that we love. So I would love to do that.
3: Totally. And even if you can't afford to support the show, that's totally fine. We get it. What we would love you to do is to go over to iTunes, hit us with that five stars, and hit us with a couple lines in a personalized review. They do help us a lot and they make our days just that much. Happier and be sure to head over to com when you're done. Check out our latest reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles and every story in the Star Wars galaxy. All right, let's transition to book news, guys. This weekend in my city, there was C2E2 or the Chicago Comic Con Comic Expo. Um, I was not able to go, but it's a, a lot of I know it was terrible, but a lot of cool people did get to go. There was awesome cosplay, there was awesome panels. But as far as we're concerned, there was one huge, huge event, and that was Del Rey's surprising limited release of the Rise of Skywalker novelization, like no. three, two weeks early, three weeks early.
2: Yeah, which is wild because we don't even have our arcs yet. Nope <clears throat> our uh, our review copies that they send us we have we don't have those yet, which is pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, but people got to buy them on the showroom floor. There was a panel with Ray Carson was interviewed. Um, Laura over at ForceToast over at ForceToastPod pod did a great Twitter thread of that whole panel. If you want some insider information about what Ray said about, um, about the book, she talked about some of the things she got to research in there. Some of her favorite things about writing the novelization. It was really fun. But then a lot of pages started popping up all over Twitter and stuff and read it. Oh
2: gosh, it's gotta been a nightmare. There's like so many spoilers. everywhere. Yeah.
3: So, so but, and warned. people
2: are, okay. One, one interesting thing I want to point out. Sorry to interrupt Eric. Go for it. Um, People don't put spoiler tags on pictures of book pages, which is bullcrap, yes. right? I don't I don't know why that's being allowed on so many uh, subreddits and stuff. But, like, people just post a, a book with a major spoiler. And they're like, oh, the movie's not already been out, so I guess it doesn't count. I'm like, yeah, it does. That's, like, a big deal. So I've, like, seen, like, two or three small spoilers already, and it's kind of irritating.
3: Same here. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. like, main headlines of, like... Big websites that have been giving away a couple points in the book that are like this is confirmed in the novelization about what this character was and everything. So yeah. heads up Which, if you haven't seen it already, it's out there. Just be careful.
2: Right. So I'm happy to I'm happy to get attention to the literature, but it feels like it's really just clickbait because it's the movie and there's more details in there and causing controversy because there's details in there that probably should have been in the film and vice versa. Right. um And it's a little irritating. I'm happy to have more books, but. You know, it is what it is. I guess it, I guess it's just the age of high-profile movies when they get books. But Last Jedi didn't do this. I don't remember getting all this headlines with the Last Jedi novelization. Do you guys? Oh, not at mm, all, but I no. think
3: we've been pretty honest about the Last Jedi novelization being good, but also basically just being kind of a retread of the movie. There weren't yeah, a lot of things, and true. it sounds like this novelization is doing what we hoped in our uh, preview episodes. We yeah. hoped that it would be adding a lot more, and it sounds like that's exactly what Rick Carson's doing. Yeah.
2: The couple of spoilers I have come across are very reassuring. So, you know, I'm just really excited to read the book. Yeah. uh,
3: And on that note, uh, we're not going to take a lot of time with this, but I just really quickly wanted to address um, when that novelization got released at Chicago, like there was a ton of positive reception. People were so excited. I mean, that's honestly why they started posting the pages, because they were so excited. We get it. We're also excited about Star Wars things. But a lot of people did take that opportunity to read those pages and then tweet angrily at Ray Carson about not changing certain things about the movie. Um, Real quick, official Living Force podcast stance, do not tweet at creators any type of harassment at all. Um, They, Especially authors that are doing novelizations, they cannot change things about movies you didn't like. That is not part of their job. And tagging them in tweets... Especially writers who are kind of notoriously more private people and are just trying to like write and create from the you know their own homes and things, uh, really makes them feel pretty terrible. So, don't be mean, I guess. I feel like we we, we had a long episode about this last year, and I unfortunately the whole internet kind of needs a reminder this weekend.
2: So, they're people, not the whole internet, that's true, just that's true. A really the really loud minority part of the internet, the very loud minority, um, you know, I can't imagine that any of our Discord users or friends of the show are out there being douchebags. If if you are, then you might as well just go ahead and leave our Discord because we're not cool with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that we have to even have this conversation. But, again, this is a high-profile piece of media. It's it's not really necessarily surprising that we're here having this conversation. But it doesn't make it any less crappy. What was your tweet? You read it earlier, Eric. You said it was your most retweeted tweet of all time. Yeah, my most
3: liked tweet of all time. It said, just a reminder, guys. Ben Solo is fake. Ray Carson is real. Like, yeah. A lot of the 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 grief comes out of love for Ben Solo and wanting to like change his death and things like that. But Ray Carson is a real person. And if you're gonna if you want to complain about things in media, that's your right to do. Just don't don't tag them. Don't tag people in them. And you can right. kind of say what you want. Um, Tom, who is an editor, he's a at Darth Internus on Twitter. He said, "I wish I could tell you that the intensity of Star Wars discourse, or the way some readers feel it is appropriate to treat writers, hasn't had an impact on finding new authors willing to write for Star Wars. I wish I could tell you that. I really, really do. So
2: it's basically admitting that's a, that a, that's a really, that's a really hard-hitting statement. To be yeah. honest, I mean, he's essentially saying that." You know, they've asked people to be a writer for Star Wars, and those those folks are like, "I'm gonna really have to think about this," and then they come up with the decision that, "No, I don't want to face the mm-hmm. wrath of the Star Wars fandom, which is really crappy." Yeah. I mean,
3: and that tweet got liked by people like Rebecca Rowanhorst mm-hmm. and E. K. Johnston and Daniel Jose Older, and they're like, "I mean, because yeah, they all had to have those meetings, and there's and that probably is part of like any actor getting into a me- media franchise. Like, do you understand what you're accepting? So, I would right. just encourage people. As you're going forward, I'm so proud of this community and this Discord and the Twitter profiles that we follow of our people. If someone was to go through your Twitter page and as an author, they they said, "Hey, we're going to give you a Star Wars book. Check out this this fan's account. This is what you have to deal with." Would they scroll through your page and be like, "Oh, cool. That's that seems like a great community. I would love to be a part of." Just going to check ourselves every once in a while. That's all.
0: Yeah. Um, and here's a challenge. Here's an extra challenge on top of that. If you see something tweeted at someone specifically like ray carson that's really negative and an attack and is inflammatory and you're a fan of that person let them know a lot of times the Mm -hmm. good things go unsaid and it's just all the angry stuff that that you see out there but consider yourself you know to be a, a fount of positivity if you're a part of this community so if you see ray carson getting attacked send her a little bit of love it'll take five seconds and i bet it would actually make a really big difference 100%.
3: Hundred percent, and review their books on both utini.com dot com and like Goodreads, Amazon. Like if you love books, send reviews their way. They would love to hear it. Uh, final thing about C two E two, they also released a poster of the High Republic of that of the First Light of the Jedi um, book cover. So if anyone was lucky enough to snag those, good for you. It's freaking gorgeous. Um, I can't wait for that. All right, on a much Much happier note, my friends. We're going to go into our book review section of the show. Every week we try to highlight some book reviews that were put over on utini.com. People go on their book profiles. They look up the book they want. They scroll to the bottom. They give a star rating as well as a couple lines. And we have three that I have chosen. Uh, First, we have Force Collector, which was reviewed by Ryan P. Gave it a three out of five. And said, the Force is fun with this one. Very cute. And he said, A quick, enjoyable, if fairly uneventful in the grand scheme of things, Star Wars story. The gimmick of Carr revisiting moments from the films through Force visions was entertaining. It felt strange to me seeing Maze's first-order dad act like basically any other concerned father rather than your typical ruthless FO type. As a 41-year-old parent of two, I found myself relating more to the parents than the main characters and envisioning how I'd feel if my kids ran away from home on a galaxy-spanning adventure. So maybe I'm not the target audience here. (laughs) But question for you guys: Have you guys found that as you've gotten older, you started to relate to different characters in Star Wars media a little more, or have you stayed pretty mm, consistent a, with your favorite characters? It's a very
2: interesting question. I don't know. I don't know that I know the answer to that. I mean, I've less. I think I've changed less. Like whether I can relate to a character, and really more of just I find myself liking characters for different reasons now. I, I guess. Is a Oh, way sure. To put it. Like. Like I will find characters that I find annoying or I, I will sort of see negative traits and I kind of look at them from a different perspective now of just like maybe I'm supposed to dislike this character or there's a reason for them to exist. And who is this character going to speak to because that audience is in the reading community somewhere. So I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm biased because I'm so involved in this community, but like I just – I don't dislike stuff that I read as much as I used to. I just accept it for what it is and just think that somebody else is getting a lot of joy out of that. Yeah. I think... Love that.
0: It's just I I get a deeper understanding for the characters. I think I understand them on multiple levels now probably as opposed Mm to to not doing that so much obviously when I was younger. But I don't think I've like 180'd on any characters or anything like that. What? No, that's a lot. You know what? Dooku. Kevin Scott's Dooku Jedi Lost actually... Pretty much oh, yeah. flipped me on Dooku. I really enjoy it. That's a good point.
2: Now. I think it did the same to me, too. I don't know that I ever really liked Dooku until after after Jedi Lost. Yeah.
3: Awesome. I love that. The, and, and like we talked about with Queen Shadow after we read it, sometimes a reread when you're older or reexamining as you get older can change your opinion on things, and it's always good to evolve more and to enjoy stuff as much as you can.
2: Yes. Yes, and this is actually a really good time to to mention, like, contrary... To popular belief, you are allowed to change your opinion when you have opinions. Absolutely. <laughs> we have this weird culture of like saying you have to just choose a side and then you stick to it, whether that's in politics or Star Wars, and that's not true. I mean, you can change your mind about plenty of things. We talk about that a lot with books. We, you know, uh, Charles and I uh, loudly, not loudly, like we vocally disliked Queen Shadow a little bit more than Eric did. Like, I mean, he really loved it, and we were kind of the devil's advocate a little bit. Now, I would say that I love that book now. My wife, I just got her to listen to it. Went a big road trip this week, and she loved it. So, you know, in this – it's interesting we bring this up in this episode – Um, because of the novelization that's coming out and all the drama that's happening. And if you didn't like The Rise of Skywalker that much, give the novelization a chance and maybe it'll make you fall in love with the film because it's okay to change your mind about things. In fact, I encourage you to try to change your mind about things, especially when you initially have a negative experience.
3: 100%. Love that. Uh, Speaking of healing yourself, as it were, in your mind, our next book is MedStar 2 Jedi Healer. Uh, which was reviewed uh, by Toasted Zen, one of our Timothy's. He gave it 4 out of 5. Says, Don't mind Joss and Barris, they're both first rate surgeons. Says, This novel expands on the character building from MedStar 1 Battle Surgeons, and in a way in which I feel is an improvement on the previous action packed installment. The world building here is top notch Legends material, Star Wars names and places and slang peppered liberally throughout. These two MedStar books are a true duology. Both books need each other, and the foundation the first book creates allows book two to be the story it could not be without that foundation. This book is the mash in space I expected and very enjoyable. So, awesome. Have, well, you, I have can... either of you guys read the MedStar books as surgeons?
2: We've I have, them a little. but it's been a long time. A long, I long time. I never well, have.
0: I think it would be time. very interesting to read it from a Star Wars perspective and then a medical perspective as well. Yeah.
2: That would be a fun I don't know where we could even throw that. A Patreon reward. See, it's not like it's it's like obscure enough of a Legends book that it probably shouldn't be a Patreon award. Maybe, Maybe we that'll talk be Jared a, a future
3: Legends it. Look Back episode. Yeah, Maybe we'll do a, that.
2: Charles, you and I can tag team it and and both go on talking about battle surgeons. Burst I think burst everyone's it was,
0: bubble back to does not exist. Yes.
2: <laughs> it does not exist. That would <laughs> be amazing. Well hey, keep your eyes on It does exist. That steroids, Prednisone to zone is back to tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Own that's why tanks. That's why
0: the Luke action figures after Empire were super ripped, because he was floating in a, in a vat of steroids.
2: <laughs> you heard it here
3: first. Yes. We figured it out. Oh. All right. Our, la- our, our last review this week is uh, from one of our favorite reviewers, P. Maddie Ice, reviewed Darth Bane, Rule of Two, giving it five oh, out man. of five
2: stars, correct? I haven't, read, I haven't even read this yet. I can't wait to hear this.
3: Yeah, he says, Breaking the rules. He says, Much better than I remembered. My goodness, I had forgotten so much about Rule of Two. This is some of the best Star Wars, and you don't want to miss it. This book goes beyond the usual storytelling of having good versus evil. Our main characters use deception and cunning to use their enemies against each other, and the dark side is explored heavily as we learn both about Bane and the Sith of the past. I'd say to check this one out, no doubt. Hell yeah! Yes, <laughs> that's all I got to say view. about that.
2: <clears throat> Darth Zanna, um, is an incredible Sith. I, I'm pretty sure that, um, I'm pretty sure that the, that her character really paved the way for what a Sith sorcerer is, and her use of dark side stuff in the third Bane book. It is the third one, right? Yeah. Yes. No. Wait, is right. the third one? Second one. Maybe it's the second one. Shoot. I'm I'm conf- I can't remember.
0: Path of destruction, rule of two, and then dynasty of
2: evil. Okay, right? it's the second one. Alright, so I think we get a lot of Darth uh a Darth Xana stuff in this one. I think it's mostly the third one, but man, the Sith Sorcerer stuff is incredible. She uses all this crazy dark side magic and makes people like experience their worst fears to where they're like a, a, a worthless shell of a person inside of a body because yeah. they're all, like shriveled up on the ground because they've experienced such emotional trauma. And it's just like, bruh, that is sick.
3: Yeah, and hey, a little little teaser. If you want us to talk a little more about Darth Bane, stick around until the second half of the episode. We may be bringing that name up again. Uh, but if you want your re- book reviews on this show, head over to utini.com, look up your book on the book profile, scroll down to the bottom, add a star rating, add your user review, and we will see if we can get it on the show. All right, last few Utini updates. We have a few new Patreon exclusives that are up right now or will be up very soon following our live show. Uh, First of all, the three of us, yes, I did not stutter, the three of us were all on an episode of Bounty Hunt together. We talked about the second episode of the seventh season of The Clone Wars, A Distant Echo. Um, Little spoiler for our thoughts. Freaking loved it. It was great. Yeah, it was This season is amazing.
2: Yeah, uh, Clone Wars is really off to a great start, and we're experiencing it differently than The Mandalorian, which is very interesting. So, you know, if you're missing those shows, head over to Patreon. We'd love to have you. I think you can get that for what, five bucks a month? I'm five bucks sure? a
3: month. That gets you the extra shows.
2: That's right. So you know, if you're if you're really cheap like me, then what you can do is wait till we finish all the Clone Wars episodes. You know, give us five bucks. You can go back and listen to all of them. So that's definitely an option. You
3: know, that's um, true, Corey.
2: It, it is true. <laughs> you know I probably shouldn't be saying that on the show, but I mean, a lot of folks they feel yeah, like you, you know, do five dollars is a lot a lot to contribute. Yeah. You know, on mine. So you know, go if you want it. to just support the show in a small way and eventually get some stuff, you can do that right now with the Mandalorian. Um, totally. Was trying to get to. In so, my yeah.
0: opinion, it's worth five bucks right now just to find out which member of bad batch each of us is yeah
3: that's, that's right true. we did go through that and we also at west we added you into that i don't know if uh when you, you listen, listen to that we assigned who you. who do you bad think batch you cover.
0: would be we're not gonna tell you uh-huh. no one is gonna tell you who do please, you think you would be please tell me that y'all
3: picked heavy please
0: tell the me Bad I'm Batch. Heavy. oh the bad batch sorry <laughs> sorry
2: that, i was just thinking about the other one um who are you crosshair yeah am i crosshair Alright, no go spoilers. Ahead. Find out. Go listen.
0: <laughs> go listen to Bounty Hunt. Alright.
3: Uh, Alright. Uh, a couple wait, other openly. things that you can listen to right now. Um there's a Legends Look Back episode with the courtship of Princess Leia featuring Stacey and our team, who has been pounding the drum for that book ever since she got hired for the first time. And also coming in up very soon, I believe either this week or next week, uh Darth Plagueis, one of the top legends books uh finally got talked about with trevor on our team and if you have talked to trevor in discord you will know he is an extensive legends enthusiast he makes up all Mm -hmm. kinds of additional guides for himself with short stories and things uh so you definitely don't want to miss his thoughts on Plagueis.
0: that's gonna be like a 47 hour podcast
3: for real man oh it is going to be great and as we said if you want access to those extra shows join us over on patreon.com slash utini five bucks a month you get all those extra shows for two bucks a month you get this show on a thursday instead of a friday and we go from there all right before we take our break before our main part of the show which will be all about the ideal star wars reading order i wanted to address a couple project luminous things because in the weeks since Project Luminous' reveal, guys, it's only been like a week. Can you imagine that? It feels like it's been a year. Uh, we got some clarifications on stuff. First thing, Kevin Scott's High Republic comic. Last week we mentioned that, hey, maybe it's going to be something like uh, the Nile or the workings of the beacon. We didn't quite know. He did clarify his comic does feature Keeve Trennis, a newly minted Jedi a newly minted Jedi, sorry, stationed on the Starlight Beacon, and, for fans of Dooku Jedi Lost, Keeve Trennis becomes one of the Lost 20. So Kevin Scott gets to write her story. Wow. Freaking awesome.
2: That's really cool. Yeah, I can't believe they revealed that uh, this week. That's pretty rad. We were talking about it. Was that a bounty hunt we were talking about that? I think it was. Um, That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I want more Lost 20 stuff. Like, those stories are fantastic give me a novel just with 20 chapters that have the 20 stories of the lost 20 that's what i want mm.
3: yes 20 for 20 it's like an espn 30 for 30 <laughs> i'm all about yes. it uh also quick interjection as what we're if talking, i told you i would love that as we're talking right now guys emma miller just pledged five dollars to patreon and is going to get those legends look back yeah. and uh, bounty hunt shows so thank you so much emma Ah, oh, it's like we've spoken into existence. Welcome to the family. Lost stars, closer and closer and closer, everybody. A couple of other Luminous updates. If you didn't see on Twitter, which is usually a fiery death trap, um, sometimes it's fun because the Project Luminous crew <laughs> <laughs> decided...
2: Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes
3: it's fun. The Project Luminous crew authors decided to go to Galaxy's Edge together after the event last week. And if you go on any of their personal Twitters... It's so much fun. They're in front of the Falcon together. They're on the Falcon together. Claudia Gray and Kevin Scott are dancing in Oga's Cantina together. It's it's the cutest thing ever. So if you want to see how much our like you know most important authors going forward love Star Wars, it's all over there. I really love that a lot. And they all really seem like good friends. That's one thing I'm noticing about the Luminous crew. The more they interact on Twitter, the more they talk in interviews, they really seem like buddies. And I feel like... That's not the thing we see from authors that blatantly, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: Love it. Love, love, love it. Um, and finally, there's been some people that have been like talking about oh, why does the whiteboard and Product Luminous say diversity and dinosaurs? That's all crazy. Shut up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, yes. Relax. Right. Ugh. All right. Dinosaurs. Well, on that note, everybody, we are going to take about an on-time – I was going to say early. I think we have an on-time break right now. When we come back, we are going to go over the official Utini reading order. Why did we create it? What is the criteria we have? And what are the first, I don't know, 10 or 20 books you should read if you need to Star Wars? We'll be back in just a moment.
1: Hey there. Heather here to hit you with a pop quiz. Ready? Okay. What was the first Star Wars Expanded Universe novel to be published ever? Cue generic game show music while you think. Got it? Alright. The very first Star Wars Expanded Universe novel ever to be published was Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster in 1978. Conveniently enough, we have a Legends Lookback episode where we talk about this crazy and obscure story, and I star as the guest host. Go check it out! While you're at it, be sure to listen to the latest Legends Lookback episode, all about everyone's favorite Star Wars romance novel, The Courtship of Princess Leia, featuring a teeny guest who's only slightly less cooler than I am. It's Stacy. You can get in on this fun and exclusive bonus show by being a Patreon member. Go sign up today. All the cool kids are doing it. And now, back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) And we
3: are back. Oh, our audio friends. You just missed roughly, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of technical jargon. But we are back with our second half of the show. We are going to talk about all things Utini reading order. Corey? Would you kindly tell our listeners what is the Utini reading order? Why did we create it, and what sets it apart from other reading orders they may find on the good old internet?
2: Why, Eric? I would love to do that, Thank and not you. just like I just did it like less than ten minutes ago. <laughs> I'll say it all again. <laughs> all right. So, uh, the intro that you guys miss. <laughs> 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 oh man, that was like Mario makes <gasps> on <feeling> Solo. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. So when we first started Utani a long time ago, we originally started getting the question literally all the time, what order should I read Star Wars books in? And I swear I've answered this question probably a thousand times. Um, the simple answer to this question is whatever the hell order you want to read it in. All right? Star Wars books are Star Wars books, and you can't really go wrong. right? Um, that being said, if you do want to choose some type of arbitrary order... The two most common orders that are recommended are chronological order and publishing order. Now, there are a number of problems with both of these, which we can go into here in just a second. Um, But we just weren't happy with them, really, at all. So we decided to create our own order, the Uteni Reading Order. Uh, And what the Utini Reading Order is, is sort of an organization of the books in some way, shape, or fashion that resembles kind of quality but also importance and also how easy the book is to read there's a number of things that go into the order that we'll talk about here shortly um the biggest of which is simply the fact that it makes sense it's kind of a fun way to read star wars books uh and we think it's better than publishing order and chronological order so the first thing i want to talk about is chronological order and publishing order so guys have either one of you guys read anything uh did you ever try to read star wars books like that I no. I
3: never did. No, I, I, I did what you did. I mean, fans of the podcast will know my first book way back when was The Young Jedi Knights just because I thought it looked cool. And then when I came back to Star Wars books in about 2016, 2017, yeah, it was just Lost Stars because I heard it was great. So I, I've always been pretty arbitrary. I mean, no one's as arbitrary as you were, Corey. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I started in the ninth book of a, of a nine-book series, right? <laughs> yeah. after that. and it was the first one I read, and it's a miracle I kept reading after that. And a lot of that is kind of the reason that we created the order in the first place. Yeah. I mean, you guys have heard us harp on the Utini Foundational Five, which are the five best books you should start with. Um, but where you go from that is kind of up in the air, and we've tried to hopefully bridge that gap a little bit with what we've created here. Yeah. Um, Charles West, what about you guys? You ever tried to read in some type of weird order?
0: No. I thought that sounded like a bad idea. I, just, I started with Paradise Snare, and I never looked back. I always went to the store, picked something up. If it looked good, I read it, and here I am. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I
2: started with uh, Heir to the Empire. I looked up. I even just Googled, where should I start? And I didn't see yeah. Utini pop up. Because if I did, I would have read that. But I didn't. So that's where I started <laughs> Heir to the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I don't. I don't know if it's like a certain. Maybe it's a certain type of personality type that is really wanting to start with some kind of order. It seems like people read one or two Star Wars books and they want just some sort of rhyme or reason to to keep going.
3: Yeah. I know. uh, Adam Dyson, one of our one of our buddies, our Australian buddy, he reads chronologically. He's been in the middle of a chronological read for I don't know, probably over a year now at this point. Um, Yeah. He's just been going through, and he really enjoys it, and he. He
2: He also takes breaks. He does an interesting yes. kind of It seems like he he takes breaks to come and participate with the community on new books and stuff. And that's that's kind of a a good way to to put it.
3: Yeah. So again, we we always want to make sure that we make it clear both of the publishing and chronological are options. Totally. We just find that they are more of a deterrent than a positive. Right. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. So, you know, kind of the thing that I <clears throat> I want to backtrack a little bit. And if you're asking me now, yes, we have the Utini reading order, um, and this is like a rough order that you can read Star Wars books in. Um, but if you ask me what, if you ask me the straight question, what order should you read Star Wars books? My first question in response to that is going to be, have you ever read a Star Wars book? And if the answer is no to that, this is what I'm going to tell you. So, let's take a step back, even from the Utini reading order, and talk about reading Star Wars books in general. So, if you've never read a Star Wars book, this is now the order that I and Utini at this point recommend. We formally recommend you you read the books in. Um, and the first step is starting with Utini Foundational Five. We've already talked about this extensively on the show, on our website. It's everywhere, it's really hard to avoid. The Foundational Five are the first five Star Wars books we say you should read. So, just to briefly recap, that is Kenobi, uh, the Darth Bane first book, The Heir to the Empire, the first book of the Thrawn trilogy. The Revenge of the Sith novelization and Lost Stars. You have to pick one to read first. It's generally Lost Stars is the one we'll recommend. And these are just there's a lot of reasons we pick these books. They're accessible. They're entertaining. They're really high quality, and they have like very little background knowledge needed to get into, which is why we recommend them first. Yeah,
3: and one of the things I like about the Foundational Five too is that whereas the order we're gonna give you in a second is more like number one, number two, number three, and number four, on and so on and so forth. The foundational five kind of branches off. Like if you start with Lost Stars, then you can branch off to this, this, this. If you start with Kenobi, then you'll do a different this, this, this. If you start out with Thrawn, same thing. So the foundational five is kind of finding your individual taste, whereas this reading order is more of, well, if you're not sure what your taste is at all, we can just go from like one to, you know, 300.
2: Yeah, so Heather just brought up a really interesting comment in uh, in the comments here. She said her coworker asked her what she would recommend and she actually told her coworker to read Dark Disciple because she likes Clone Wars um a great deal and really likes Ventress. And that's a perfectly fine way to pick Perfect. up her Star Wars book. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. In fact that's how most of us came to Star Wars. But if you're asking me, you know, what should I start with, I have a recommendation. It's a standard recommendation that I kinda think of fits to the largest population, right? So it's perfectly reasonable to start with whatever you want, right? And like I said, the best way to read Star Wars books is just to read Star Wars books. So um you know that's kind of what I think about that, and I think you should um, read what you want. Uh, step two, if you after you read the foundational books, and this is kind of you're going to notice that this this reading order recommendation is not just like you read in this order. It's it's kind of a, a broader thought than that. Number two is to read all the newest novels within 30 days of their release. Now this yeah. is really really huge that nobody ever talks about for some reason when they're talking about reading. Uh, reading new Star Wars books, is reading the newest stuff as it comes out. There's so much hype on Twitter, on Reddit, on the internet, in our Discord community. There's a ton of hype about new books that are coming out. So I think that it's kind of foolish to recommend that you read Star Wars books without considering the newest things that have just hit the market. Now, like... It's funny, the, the post on our website that's about reading in this order, like two of the books that are here is, is, uh, is Shadowfall, which is the second of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, <sighs> and also Thrawn Ascendancy, which is the first of a trilogy. So you can kind of see how that would be a problem, maybe, right? If you've never read a Star Wars book, you pick up the second in a trilogy. Sometimes that can be confusing, right? Which is why we say start with the foundational books. But... It's so much fun to participate with the community. I think you're really, really, really missing out if you stick to some kind of order like chronological or publishing because you're just not catching the new stuff right as it comes out.
3: Yeah. Now, real quick, quick detour from this because uh, Rob Neese in our chat uh, just posted a great question that I wanted to answer real quick. He said, Can someone who has never seen a Star Wars movie get into the universe <clears throat> via the books? Have any of you guys ever encountered someone like this? Rob I'm dating that person. Literally, um, before we were dating, um, we were just hanging out, and she knew I liked Star Wars a lot, and she was like, hey, you you read these books all the time, right? What's what's really good? Because I was like, oh, you like stuff, you like stuff, and I was like, you know what? Try reading Lost Stars. I literally gave her Lost Stars because I said, even if you don't know anything about the trilogy... I think that it is great character work, it gets you into the universe super well, and you can fall in love with the mythos of Star Wars, and she did. And um, all this time now, we've been together for a while, she's seen all the movies, she reads a ton of books, but that book, like, she loves Tarkin as one of her favorite characters because of that. She saw him in that before she saw him in A New Hope. So, if you do find someone that has never seen Star Wars at all, I know for a fact, from my personal experience, that Lost Stars is a great entryway into that.
2: And yeah. I don't know any other book
3: like that, frankly.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true, especially because there's characters we haven't seen in the film, so mm-hmm. it's a big th- part of that. So, so I just want to answer that real really, quick. Great question. That's really cool. So, you know, getting into Star Wars books, step one, read the foundational five. Uh, step two is read new stuff as it comes out. Step three and four kind of go together. Um, number Three is simply use the Utini reading order, which we're going to go into here in just a second. But number four is pick books based on what you like. And so we, we talk about this. All the time, we want you to read Star Wars books, read what you want to read, right? And we're going to give you this ideal reading order, or what we consider an ideal reading order, the utini reading order. But you should still cherry-pick your books from this order. Now, on our website, it's it's going to be a numbered order. So if you truly want just an arbitrary order of 1 through you know 100, then you can read it in this order. And we have organized it in a way that will make sense for you to read it in that order but i still think that you should pick things you should cherry pick your books and let's go into the reading order uh, right now and talk about why cherry picking makes sense let's do it so um the biggest uh, so going into the utini reading order you know i have answered the question why did we create it and let me explain to you exactly what it is now because i've talked in circles around it a great deal just a bit so the utini reading order is not just one through hundred, straight up. Okay, so we've we have divided, we've looked at every single Star Wars book by hand. This is taking months, by the way. We've looked at every single Star Wars book and sort of categorized it into a level. There are four levels here. Um, Eric, you want to run through these? Real I quick? would
3: love to, real quick. Level one. We start with your must reads. They're the best books to read first. Like Corey said earlier, they combine highest quality, importance to the EU as a whole, and they're just fun, right? If you're trying to find the best parts of both canons and legends, that's level one. Level 2 goes to should read. They're still very good. Nothing wrong with just being good. They may not necessarily be perfect as those above them, but they're very high quality and are a lot of fun for the reader. If you are done with kind of the best parts of level 1, level 2 is still going to give you a great experience. Level 3, you can read, right? They're still pretty good. You want to get through level 1 and level 2 first because that's where your highest enjoyment is going to be. But level 3, they can vary dramatically in quality and they're pretty average. But if you like... You know what? They're still Star Wars books. Star Wars is still on the cover. You're still going to like them. Level four, there's very, very, very few books in level four. These are our can skips. They're usually controversial. They're occasionally just kind of bad. They've aged not well, or they're disliked by the community. Now, it doesn't mean you won't enjoy them. We want to make that clear. All these books, no matter about our ranking, you may like, and that's awesome. But consider level four your level of diminishing returns.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So four levels, you know, definitely read uh, ones that you probably should read, uh, ones that you can read if you really get to them, and then the last level is obviously books you can skip. So unlike chronological order and publishing order, which have some major drawbacks, uh, the biggest being that they simply are just in a straight order, you got to read them start to finish. In this arbitrary order, ours is broken up into these big giant categories uh, that you think that that we think that make more sense for you to pick and choose from, just because they're not so like arbitrarily linear. Um, so let, let's run through these a little bit. So um, the first level is is literally just what you should absolutely read. Now there's a lot of books in this order. We have changed this order a thousand times. Like seriously, we keep changing this thing around just because we all have such differing opinions on on what this is. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through like what you guys think like the first 15. Just name them real fast. We can kind of swing yeah. through. Let's do guess, like them.
3: let's do like 10 at a time. We'll do top 10. We'll chat about them. Then we'll do the next 10. Chat about them and see how we go. What do you think?
2: Yes, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Now, remember, the thing about this is you should pick and choose books that you want to read, right? So as long as you're kind of roughly sticking to the same level, I think you'll have a good time reading in this order. So number one, Lost Stars. Number two, Revenge of the Sith. Number three, Kenobi. Number four is Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Uh, She also wrote Lost Stars. And Master and Apprentice is probably my personal favorite Star Wars book. I really did enjoy it. Um, then we have Bloodline. We have the Darth Bane books. All three of those. Uh, then number nine is Thrawn, the first of the, not really Thrawn trilogy. The new I'm canon Thrawn is, yeah, the new canon Thrawn series. I guess a better way to put mm-hmm. it because it's not really an official trilogy. And then lastly, number ten is Dooku Jedi Lost. Right. So these are the top ten books that we should you should consider reading first.
3: Yeah, and what I like about the top ten here is that it's basically half and half canon and legends. You get, uh, admittedly. Three Claudia Gray books, uh, because we, we can all agree she's pretty much the top. But then you get a novelization in there. You get some character spe- – and then you get a lot of character specifics. Dooku Jedi Lost, the Thrawn uh, book, all three Bane books, and Kenobi are all focused on individual characters. Yeah. Um, now, Charles, I want to ask you, why do you think it's so important for us to have canon and legends mixed so well? Because I know a lot of these lists like to differentiate them at the top.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it's hard to even think of like Canon Without Legends for those of us at least that have been around for it, um, because it, it really grew out of that. Um it's in a similar way, it's thinking about like if you were just to watch the original trilogy, you know, that's a self contained story, but you're missing out on all the prequels and all the sequels. Like there's a lot more out there. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things even like Thrawn, for instance, he was a Legends character and now he's canon. But I think it's important to actually understand really where he came from, from the Legends side of things. So I think it helps for kind of a multitude of reasons. But, you know, we've always very been uh, uh, been very staunch supporters of Legends because they're just good stories. They're just fun. Uh, and, and there's absolutely no reason to write them off just yeah. because they're not within any certain specifications of what's official versus not official like if you like a good story legends will give you those just as often as canon
2: yeah 100%. that's that's a really a point legends is really important and there's a pretty good mix of both canon and legends in our top 10. um just lo- looking at this page too something else you're going to notice as you scroll through this page once you can totally find it you can get to it by the, by the way by going to slash list slash utini dash reading order um, That'll take you straight to the page. You can also just go to the website and search for reading order, and you'll find it. We haven't promoted it super hard. We're kind of revealing it for the first time on the show, Um, but it's definitely on the site. You can find it. One thing you will definitely notice about this is it's not sorted just by rating and review. In fact, there are lots of books that have what you might even consider lower ratings that are in this level one. And There's some some, uh, low eights. There's some sevens. Uh, There's some kind of scary colors like yellow that pop up (laughs) on this page as you're reading through it because the quality of the book or – what the review of the book is not necessarily reflective of when you should read it. Um, You know, books have importance that are not incredible. Um, Given, I think, everything that's in this level one is incredible. Anything above a seven is 100% worth reading. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, there's some kind of more uh, lower-rated books, I guess you could say, from our team in this order. So, sort of the next ten, we have Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say,
3: last thing about the top ten, these are also probably... From I'd say one to fifteen, one to twenty are the ones that a, that a lot of times on this show and in the circles of you know Star Wars book fans are ones that get mentioned the most. These are the ones that like yeah. if you want to say I want to catch up to figure out what people are referencing or figure out um you know what the giant conversation is. These top ten especially these are kind of some staples for you,
2: right? Yeah, I was gonna say a good way to good way to think about that is we don't like to gatekeep Star Wars books no. uh, or gatekeep Star Wars at all. But if you read these if you read the first ten books on this list, you can one hundred percent say the blanket statement, I read Star Wars books. Uh-huh. Because you're gonna you are going to you will know enough about the expanded universe from reading these ten books that you can participate in our show and you understand what we're talking about and you're in. You're in, right? You're in the you're in the secret Star Wars Club, right? Hundred percent the top ten. <laughs> These books are just such a textbook. Um, the next ten are very interesting. These books we talk about less on the show. We do mention them frequently, um, but some of them we've never talked about at all, like Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Have you guys both read this? Yeah, I love that by, one. By Claudia Gray. Charles, have you read I this one? I have
0: not. It's still on my it's still on my uh, bookshelf behind me, though.
2: Leia, Princess of Alderaan is an excellent, excellent book. We have an 8.9 for this one on our side, and it's number 11 on the list. Kind of high up there for... Um, uh, for a canon book that you wouldn't really expect. Next we have Darth Plagueis, Most Wanted, Dark Disciple, Heir to the Empire series, uh, Catalyst is up there. I don't, I don't think both of you guys have read Catalyst. Either, I read I Catalyst.
3: Think. I read that a while back. That was one of my first Lucino's actually. hmm And then we finish it off with, uh, a- Alphabet Squadron, and then Paradise Snare at number twenty that leads into the Han Solo trilogy.
2: Mm. Yeah, so all mm. three we keep series together too on on our list order. We think that's kind of important. If you're gonna read a series, you should probably read the whole series start to finish. Um, now, if you're reading a, a huge series like the X Wing series, you know read five books and take a break because there's like <laughs> ten. Um, but that's definitely an option
3: for sure. But yes, I like that second group of ten, too, because it kind of gives you a little more variety. You got your young adult novels with Princess of Alderaan and Most Wanted. You got Plagueis, which is like the densest novel of all time. And Catalyst, which is also a pretty dense novel. You got Dark Disciple, get you some Clone Wars. You got the original Thrawn trilogy, which is going to get you some of that classic Legend's nostalgia. And then finally, Alphabet Squadron is getting you kind of the current state of canon as it gets a little darker. Um, and then going into the Han trilogy for the kind of the last... Last fifteen in this book gets you the a little bit of boost of fun, like we try to make this yeah. a little variety um, as far as tone goes as well, so you 're not just reading dark, 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 heavy, 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 heavy. We want to give you some light yeah. as well
2: totally, totally. To finish out level one, we'll just run through this one really fast. We have the Aftermath series. We have Phasma, uh, which I know both of you guys have not read. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Labyrinth of Evil Evil and Dark Lord The Rise of Darth Vader. So, fun fact I don't know that this is an official trilogy, um, but the, Revenge of the is so Labyrinth of Evil. Revenge of the Sith and Dark Lord, the Rise of Darth Vader are often called the Dark Lord trilogy. Yeah, they're so even combined,
3: like sold, sold as that, that in way. one, yeah. Yeah, one version. Yeah, they are sold yeah. as that.
2: But none of the books are individually labeled as that. I don't think it's technically really a trilogy. There is James Luceno wrote both Labyrinth of Evil and Dark Lord, the Rise of Darth Vader, but he did not write the novelization. Mm-hmm. Um, so very interesting trilogy. They read, I, I read them like that. That was when I discovered that Revenge of the Sith was such an incredible book, and I loved this series. And it was one of the last Legends series that I ever read before. Before we we got New canon stuff, so um, fantastic series. Definitely recommend trying to read that like that. Um, last couple here, we have Thrawn Alliances, Thrawn Treason. These are two probably the lowest rated books I think in this um, in this uh, level one. Uh, it's no secret that we love Thrawn at Utini, but we don't like hero worship him. I guess like the way a lot of folks do in mm-hmm. the EU. Um, Timothy Zahn is an incredible writer we owe him a lot we felt like his hands were tied a lot with these two books mm-hmm. um, so they're probably the lowest rated both of them have a 6.6 6. Um, next we have Queen Shadow also has a 6.6 6, which I need to change because I need to update my review for Queen Shadow I think I would bring this book higher now for sure um, is, that'll bring that up some. And then lastly, we have Resistance Reborn, which we already loved. 33 is Ahsoka. 34 is Outbound Flight, kind of an obscure Legends book that I don't think a lot of you guys have read by Timothy Zahn. Um, and then the last one in level one is Scoundrels, also by Timothy Zahn. So basically all of Timothy Zahn's books except for um, except for Choices of One. Allegiance. Um, Allegiance. Oh, and a couple. The, Thrawn, the Hand of Thrawn books. I think they're yeah. the only ones that he doesn't have in the top ones.
3: And one thing I want to point out in this one uh, is Resistance Reborn, because when you go to this list, uh, again, and we'll link to this list in the show notes as well, uh, so you can get to it pretty easily, I think that'd be a smart thing for us to do, is you'll see Resistance Reborn has an 8.8, it's one of our highest rated books, but it's number 32 on this list, but that's because it references so many things in canon. Like,
2: yeah.
3: it is really cool to read all these different books ahead of it because when then when you get to that novel, you will have the fullest experience. And that's one thing we really tried to get with this list is how can you have – if you're just starting arbitrarily from the top, if you don't really care about being super recent or you don't want to go all canon, all legends, you, we want to kind of tailor the most fulfilling reading experience to you as possible because that's the most fun way to do it.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And pick and choose from the list. I mean, look at this list and be like, all right, what I like, what I want to read, and just pick things. You can pick anything you want to. You don't have to stick to an order with with reading in this order. I mean, just stick to level one in general. But if you read these top 35 books, essentially, I mean, you're going to be well-versed in basically everything we talk about on the show. Easily. Um, And one last thing about
3: this – well, not last thing. One of the last things about this page, uh, Corey did – incredible job designing this thing because every single book on this list when you go to this page it shows it shows you a 1 to 100 score on the plot the characters the originality the writing and the entertainment that's our utini review system and if you just want to go to this list and find your book you will see literally the breakdown of review for every single one of these books in every single tier so if you want to know oh, I'm in the mood for something really character-based, but I want to go level one, or I've done all that in level one, I'm to, I want to go to level two, you can go to that specific criteria and check that out. So we really want you to have as easy of a time reading, because you should spend all your time reading Star Wars books. You should not spend all your time deciding which Star Wars book to read.
2: All yes. Right. Yes. Now, that being said, let's talk about some of the controversies that are in the Utini reading order list. Oh, no!
1: <laughs> Why? Uh-oh. Let's do
2: it. All right, where is I Jedi? I'm sure you're all trying to ask the question. <laughs> where did I allow everybody to put I Jedi? Let me find it. I'm pretty sure that I Jedi is in level 3.
3: I think it's in level 3. I
2: want to make It's in sure. level 5. It's in level
3: 5. <laughs> it's off the chart.
2: Not uh, only should you read it, you shouldn't acknowledge that it exists.
3: But, hilariously, I Jedi, one of the big reasons we did this list, listeners, um for those of you that may not know, I Jedi is probably Corey's least favorite book. We've had a long history with this book. Um, the number one list that comes up when you search best Star Wars book reading order oh my is God. a Forbes article that lists I Jedi as one of the top oh. ten Star Wars books of all time. It's one time. of the top
2: three. He says it's one Sorry, of the top, top three, three books of all time. I'm just like Twenty. Corey was like, I will bucks. create
3: an entire web page database
2: yes
0: that guy has never read any of the books that are on the list he no.
2: can't. There's no way he has. He calls I Jedi a masterpiece. And listen, I, I have my qualms about I Jedi, but the fact that it's written in first person is the only Star Wars book that's written in first person is alone enough reason to not include it on in a top ten list. Like people really, really like I Jedi. I fully acknowledge that. It's almost a joke that I dislike it because I honestly probably don't hate it as much as I act like. Um it's really more of a more of an inside joke at Utini that Corey despises I Jedi. But to include it on to include it on a, a top a top 5 list of Star Wars books ever of stuff that you should read first eh, there's a lot of things missing from this he's, never in, he's not in any of the films, Cornhorn isn't he's an obscure character that was created in a different series entirely and he references gigantic major plot points that happen in other books in this book so I don't think that fits any criteria for books that you should read first when you're coming to Star right. Wars
3: so at the end of the day we hope that this list will help you, if you were like a lot of you, have friends that want to get into Star Wars books and are a little intimidated as we all were when we started. Again, a big reason why Eugenie started in the first place. We can say, hey, here's a list of all the books. There's a lot of them, but don't freak out. Here's a couple to start your way. If you want to follow the whole reading order, oh my God, feel free. If you want to do the first three, if you want to do the first 10, if you want to jump straight to level two, whatever you want to do, and then jump maybe to our collections to find a character that you fall in love with, that's awesome. At the end of the day, you should never be afraid when you're reading. You should be stoked, and we really hope that this reading order is going to help you get even more stoked. uh, And just click one of those buy links right under those books,
2: because that's right. That's right.
3: They're all affiliate links. Ha ha! That's the trap. Um, If you (laughs) if you do click (laughs) any of the Amazon links or Audible links or eBay links or Thrift Books links, which are super cheap way to get some of these books, I mean, we'll get a couple cents about before.
2: Yeah, we've never talked about this before. So we've always had Amazon links on our site. We have never had eboo eboo Eboo. We've never had eboo e- <laughs> links. That sounds like a Star Wars planet. Um, we have never had eBay or Thrift Book links. So if you like buying used books, you like get them super cheap, whether that's from eBay or Thrift Books. We have some some links. We're still working on getting all these links built. You can buy them there too. Um so check out the Utini reading order page we we put a lot of work into this we think it is a a pretty good way to read um I hope that it is not too wishy-washy uh so I think sometimes like you're like well you could read these or these or these I kind of worry that that is not what people are looking for so yeah. we, we will see but we want to um, give
3: you freedom but also it's an order so we we it hope it's a order. nice balance
2: It is an order it's just not it's not a It's not an arbitrary order, I don't think. There we go. When when you're stuck reading in chronological order, you're going to get burnout on reading about the Clone Wars. When you've read 20 books in a row about the Clone Wars, you want to read something else and you feel trapped. Like you can't read anything else because you're not done with that area yet. And that's frustrating. You're missing out on a huge part of the Star Wars community. And I'm simply afraid that you're not going to have the best Star Wars uh, reading experience. So check out the reading order. I hope you like it. Absolutely. Well, my
3: friends, we hope you enjoy the reading order. We hope you enjoy, god, everything coming out. And In this reading order, we are going to try to update as every new book comes out. We'll see where it fits. Uh, Maybe there's a book that jumps up to the top of tier one. Maybe there's a book that Is new, but it goes in level 2, and we'll try to address that as we can because this this year we got a lot of amazing books coming out. Just as a quick reminder, coming up on the 17th of this month, I believe, is the Rise of Skywalker novelization. From everything we've heard, you are not going to want to miss this one. We'll be talking about it on this show when it comes out and doing a full roundtable on it. We also got *Queen's Peril* for all your Padme action that's coming out in June. We got *Thrawn Ascendancy: Chaos Rising* coming out in October. We got Poe Dameron *Free Flight* coming out. We got the High Republic starting with *Light of the Jedi* coming out in August. And that's not to mention all the comics in the meantime. Good lord! Yo, I can't wait. I'm so freaking excited.
2: Every time you read this list, I I, I can feel my blood pressure going. That was
3: all from the top of the <laughs> noggin, man. I wasn't reading That's anything. impressive. Impressive. Uh,
1: uh, Most impressive.
3: <laughs> and in the meantime, we will be here every single week on this show um, and every single week on Bounty Hunt talking about Clone Wars if you want more of that as well. But on that, my friends, thank you for tuning in. That is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast. Tune in every week to us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. If you want to buy some of those books we just talked about and want to support this site, look up your book on Utini, Click the Amazon link or the eBay link or the Thrift Books link and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on around here. If you want to help us out most directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini or on TeePublic, where our t-shirts are available, including our We Are Brave Your Highness shirt from Queen's Shadow and an upcoming shirt coming soon. Uh, if you are at the Inquisitorious level or above, you are invited to our Aftermath After Show. We're going to be there just hanging out for a little bit, uh, just kind of talking about all things Star Wars or Terrariums. We'll see what happens. Uh, we will see you there in just a second. A special thank you to Drew Ivarando and Patrick Ortiz and our Jedi High Council, and Timothy Dunlap and Ross Orlando on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of this show. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, West, our community manager, our man in the chair, our Texas lover. Thank you to Corey, and Charles, and West for podcasting with me. And as always, may the force be with you.
0: There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community this is the utini star wars fan code embrace it live by it and above all trust in the living force that's all for this week join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com
1: until next time May the Force be with you. What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take
2: a half cap spotchka, lightweight.
3: Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible.
2: Or getting your pod racer service.
3: My Podracer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer.
2: And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible
1: life in the galaxy doesn't work that way but there is one place you can go where you can get a free star wars audiobook from audible and that's utini.com slash audible click the audible logo and start your 30-day free trial which includes a free audiobook download so visit utini.com slash audible and get your free star wars audiobook download today